I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. I read once that the best way to be successful is to help other people become successful, which was why I provide this program for free. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Canada. He works at CGI as a senior consultant and Dynamics CRM developer. He's a new MVP as of 1st of July, so great to have him in the program. He's a super user in the Power Apps community forums. He spends his free time PC gaming, playing poker, and trying to make it out to the golf course. Prior to IT, he used to work in a casino or in the casino industry as a poker dealer. Wow. Okay, so at MVP Summit, uh, at our annual, well, formerly annual poker event, we'll have to watch out for Chris Poleski. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Mark. Happy to be here. Wow. Poker. Dealer. What have you seen? Oh, I've seen it all, man. It's uh, Casino's industry is very interesting. It's just I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's uh, in- interesting people in the industry. Um, but it was, a it was, it was a good kind of introduction into the, into the work world. It, it, it put me through school. So first and foremost, I mean, it was, it was, it put me through college and I mean, um, I enjoyed playing poker quite a, quite a, uh, quite a while prior to that. So it kind of seemed like a, you know, natural fit. I'm like, oh, well, I play poker. So how hard could it be to deal it? Right. <laughs> so are we talking like Texas Holden? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Texas Hold'em, a few of the other popular games, uh, like Omaha is another popular one. Um, I also used to deal out on the floor as well. So you kind of, uh, you don't get to do poker right out of the gates when, when you join. So I kind of have to go through the ranks, working the blackjack tables and all those games out on the floor. Things like Baccarat and roulette and craps and things like that but yeah as soon as as soon as a poker class was available to uh to kind of pick that up i jumped on that as soon as possible i bet i bet now did you do anything in software while you're in the poker industry uh no not really i was i was mostly most of my experience with really pc or it itself was just building my own gaming pc you know i that's kind of how i guess my first intro into the it world nothing really so much to do with um, computer programming or anything like that or software developments um but yeah i i was kind of figuring out what to do you know because uh, obviously you know being a poker dealer is not really a long-term thing you know i it's kind of being pushed to you know figure out to figure out a real career and uh, i i kind of just landed on uh, a computer engineering program at my local college and um as soon as I started, I, I was I was hooked on it. So I feel kind of very fortunate that I kind of got it right the first time around because, you know, I'm sure, as you know, like many people often either 
don't complete their first program or they they switch uh, programs um, immediately after graduating or whatnot. But I, I feel like I got lucky. I, I kind of hit it, hit it on the head the first go around. Nice, nice. Why I ask because you know dynamics is not um, not uncommon in the in the casino industry. I I've actually been to Macau casinos in uh, well next door to Hong Kong, but part of China now as they were. You know, they want to track the the high rollers or anybody coming in. And, of course, their whole life cycle, making sure that maximum <laughs> wallet value is extracted. And uh, there's an interesting scenario in them is that they weren't allowed to take their money back into China at the time. So if they won a lot, they, at the casino, had these massive malls that they could buy, you know, Louis Vuitton, all the, you know, all the fancy brands, merchandise, et cetera. Um, they were allowed to take that back on the train, but they weren't allowed to take the money. So interesting. Uh, that is interesting. Yeah, I do know Macau is kind of the place where all the, the high rollers hang out. Yeah. And it, it's just, it was incredible how much of a profile they could tell before the high roller, sorry, at the point that they crossed the border into Macau from mainland China, they were getting a feed from the rail companies that this individual was coming and uh, and who was with them. And then they would be able to profile, okay, their wife needs to be chaperoned and taken and shown a good time around, you know, uh, other parts of Macau while the individual would be maximized, you know, wallet extraction for the time in the casino and uh, with full services provided type thing. So it was very interesting uh, to see the behind the scenes of what was involved in, 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 in catering for the clientele. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, I don't think that we have anything like that over over in my locale, right? We're not anything near a, a Vegas or a Reno or a Macau or anything like that. So that's pretty intense to hear. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy the amount of data points they had on individuals. Just blew my mind. Um, but anyhow, tell us about you know how did how did you move from doing the uh, the qualification, you know. Um, and, and getting into IT, how did that transition into dynamics? Yeah, it's actually interesting. My my journey with Serum itself really stems before dynamics itself actually right entering the workforce immediately. Like my first job out of post secondary as a junior developer um, at a very small company, um, and my first project actually was to build Ace, basically a, a CRM system to really track you know clients and the whole sales pipeline, right? Like leads, opportunities, sales pipelining, um, you know, all that sort of standard integration with Excel and Outlook. And, you know, at the time, I think the business owners were debating whether to go with something like Salesforce, but, you know, in the end decided it wasn't really economical for a small, you know, small business, right? Being Salesforce, it's, they were certainly quite expensive at the time, probably still are today from, from what I, what I know, but yeah. So, so really right off the bat, uh, my first thing was tasked was building the system, from the, from the ground up. So I got a really good understanding for the whole sort of sales, um, you know, the whole sales process and just having to kind of go through and build this. So then, you know, um, when I, when I left that company to my current company now in CGI, um, you know, um, I don't know, even remember exactly what prompted me to look up dynamic CRM training or how I even came across it, but I just know I, I found the training kind of on our, our, you know, in our internal, in our internal sort of learning systems, and I just kind of saw the, you know, the twenty CRM twenty thirteen configuration customization training. So I decided to kind of 
see what it's all about. And, you know, what I found, I was like, wow, this is kind of, you know, really powerful, right? Just, you know, I mean, coming from a, you know, being a, being a developer, right? Just having to go through some of that whole tedious exercise of, you know, creating, you know, doing your data model right from the, the ground up, right? Working directly with the databases and, you know, uh, a lot of that, you know, you find is really, again, quite repetitive and quite tedious and just being able to save a whole bunch of that time just through, you know, building custom entities, you know, all the goodness that comes with out-of-the-box um, CRM capability, right? Um, so, so yeah, that was that was interesting. And that, so I kind of became instantly hooked on that. Um, again, all, I did all this all on the side. So I was still doing my normal sort of de- .NET development and just kind of classic, classic things a developer does. Um, but yeah, then I eventually kind of learned how to do the inst- installation side of Serum 2015-16, and that was kind of my first uh, certification. Um, this ended up being quite useful at the time just because all of our clients I was working with were working with the on-premises versions of Serum, and so we were um, working a lot of the time in, in also the operations side. You know, we were um, responsible for maintaining all their on-premise infrastructure. So it was, you know, really useful, not only just from the development side and configuration side to know, uh, how to support that, but also, you know, supporting the underlying infrastructure and servers. And so, um, going, you know, kind of learning the whole end to end of how CRM works internally, all that really gave me a well-rounded, um, well-rounded, I guess, knowledge of, of just the platform in general. So, so are you, are you doing, predominantly just um you know dynamic 365 online nowadays or is are you still doing some of the on-prem stuff yes presently still quite a bit of on-premises um much of my my clients locally are in public sector and they're still they're pretty early into their cloud journey so um yeah so a lot of my stuff is a lot of the stuff i'm working on is still on-premises and so you know as a result i've I felt like I've had to work probably twice as hard just to stay current because, you know, I don't get as much on the job, I guess, experience with the, you know, the newest, latest and greatest with Power Platform, right? And so I've probably since the last six years, since I've been working on the platform, I've never really stopped kind of um, growing and, and, you know, sharpening my skills, so to speak, uh, just because I feel like I, uh, I don't want to fall behind, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't afford to really, right? Yeah, and, and, and everything just moves so fast, right? Microsoft is just, they, they won't let up the gas, right? And so I, I don't want to fall behind. <laughs> Are you doing anything in Canvas apps? Um, Not much particularly. Most of the stuff is still model-driven. Um, I'm doing also quite a bit of um, stuff with the client in terms of their um, power platform adoption and governance and security. So doing that administration side, so... Um, um, so that's been interesting to work with, um, you know. Do you do you use any ISV tools around the security side of things? Um, you know, that can kind of uh, identify conflicting roles, like if someone's been given privilege and let's say they're an approver as well, that they can't, like, approve their own things. And I know there's some third-party tools out there built for particularly Dynamics on-premise, Um that uh, allows you to, you know, basically audit your security roles and and what you put in place. Yeah, the, in most of the implementations, we it hasn't gotten the security model hasn't gotten that complex that we've needed to resort to sort of ISV solutions. Um, most of the stuff just using the out of the box configuration, maybe 
maybe in some cases um, doing a bit of ex- extending to augment that a, bit, a little bit, but yeah, m- more or less just out of the box um, platform capabilities. Well, tell us, uh, you know, you, I take it you're in Montreal, is that right? I'm actually in, uh, in Edmonton, in Alberta. Yeah, so okay, West, Alberta, Western, Canada. Yeah. Gotcha. But CGI, that's a that's a pretty big company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they are headquartered in um, Quebec, um, but yeah, we are we are global. Um, so I think we're about 80,000 80, uh, employees, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, we're all over the place. Um, yeah, um, pretty much all the provinces. Pretty large footprint in the states and Europe as well. And yeah, they've continued to branch out because they've done a lot of, you know, uh, strategic acquisitioning. So that's kind of how they're getting into more locales. Wow. So good. So tell me about uh, particularly your MVP journey. How did that come about for you? You know, who was involved in your nomination? Um, what what uh, ultimately, you know, how did you get here uh, into the program? What was that for you? Yeah. And so I didn't really understand what the whole MVP program was about um, until I actually started listening to the CRM MVP podcast by uh, Gus Gonzalez. And in the end, actually he ended up being an inspiration for me to become an MVP. Um, in one of his episodes in particular, he, he kind of talks about his own personal journey coming into Dynamics and ultimately his journey into becoming an MVP. Um, one of the things he mentions in particular is that he actually started posting in the community forums kind of as a someone looking for answers to get help and then you know eventually becoming the person that actually answers in those questions for others right and by doing so not only help them stay current and become an expert in the product but you know also pay it forward and helping others out in return right and uh, I found that this kind of really resonated with me and you know while when I started contributing in the uh, the power platform community forums I wasn't new to CRM by any means but you know, as I mentioned, I've still been working a lot with on-premises and struggling to keep up with just the power platform in general, right? And so, you know, certifications, you know, I, I, I've kept up on those, but, you know, those only kind of take you so far, right? And so, you know, it kind of, it kind of hit me that, you know, what's a better way to keep current than to actually help people in the community forums, right? Because they're working with the, the newest, latest and greatest. And so I thought that's, what better way to help me keep current and also, you know, help out. Right. Um, and so I started going hard on the community forum contributions probably last back just over a year ago now, uh, last summer. Um, and then just eventually in, I think it was February of 2021, I got nominated by uh, Charles Sterling or Chuck as many people know him. So he's a Microsoft employee and one of the um, program managers for power apps um, and, you know, I thought to myself at the time, I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty premature, I thought. And, and just because, you know, I, I, you know, you generally hear that, you know, you should be contributing for at least 12 months, if not longer to really even get a chance. And, you know, most people don't get it the first time around. That was kind of the general message I got, you know, listening to Gus's podcast and just hearing from other people in general. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't confident by any means, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I continued on forward. I didn't let me let bother me or get in my head. I was just, you know, continuing to doing what I was doing. Um, the contributions, you know, I I enjoyed what I was doing. Right. What I really liked about posting in the community forums is that I don't need to spend a large amount of time 
at, you know, in one sitting, right? Like being, being a new father actually pretty recently, just over a year now, I, you know, it's very hard for me to find large pockets of free time to just work on things, whether it's like blogging or things like that. And so with, with answering questions in the community forums, I can take as little as like a few minutes at a time, right. Just to answer a question here or there. And, um, just over time, it really compounds right into a lot when you don't really think about it. Um, so, you know, I, it didn't feel like work or, you know, I just, I, I felt like I got a lot out of it, um, for myself personally, just keeping current, but also felt really good. You know, when you'd see that your post gets marks as an answer and you, you've helped that person out, right. It's just like, it kind of, it kind of releases a bit of that, you know, that dopamine, so to speak. It's, it's interesting. So you're a moderator now on the forums? Um, that's, I wouldn't call it so much a moderator, but it just, it just one of, I'm just someone that answers questions and provides some sort of solutions. So. Cause isn't a moderator, somebody that approves those, that is the correct answer or who marks it as correct? Well, technically, yes. As a super user, you have the ability to mark, uh, a, um, uh, a slu- or an answer as a, uh, accepted solution. So I do get that privilege once you join that super user group, but you know, I don't really, I don't use it uh, too much, and especially not on myself. I kind of find that a bit of a conflict, right? <laughs> no, you'd have to be it'd, it'd be more on other people, yeah, totally. Exactly. So, yeah, I uh, yeah, some, uh, you know, I less so much of that, but yeah, I, I just enjoy, um, yeah, answering questions whenever I can, whether it's in Power Apps and also a bit in the Power Automate side too. Another good way to keep current on that. Um, so yeah, that's been kind of where most of my efforts gone. In. Um, another thing I started doing was when Microsoft, you know, more relatively recently announced that they'd be taking ownership of user groups and basically supporting that. And, you know, uh, for the past, for the past several years, I had been kind of trying to find a kind of a local user group or meetup. And I, there was really none of that in, in my city. And so I decided, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to fill that gap. And so um, I started up a user group, I think back in April and it's been going very well since. So I've been doing that uh, monthly, running a monthly meeting, and yeah, and yeah, and so I thought it's like, my, what better way to build our local community? Because uh, I think you know our city, you know, it's 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 nothing like a Toronto or a, a Vancouver or, or any of the other larger cities, and so, but you know, we're still definitely up and coming, and so I I thought you know it's it. Here's my opportunity to really help kind of be a leader in our area. And so I've been I've been enjoying that part of it too. That's so good. I, I know I think that every town and every city, and I'm talking town, town, not just cities, should have a user group in it. There's something about people, you know, getting together and that kind of tacit knowledge being shared and, and that um, and even just supporting, you know, it might even be, you know, social support slash life. Uh, of people that are in the same career as you. I think there's a lot of value that comes from that. And um, I'm a big believer in user groups to uh, to bring the community together at a local level. So well done. I'm, I'm impressed, man. Very oh, thanks. Good. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was great. And I mean, kind of even prior to doing the user groups, I was always sort of the person within my company that really I would always be sharing knowledge with others, right? Like I would find out about something exciting and I was like sharing it with people on my team. And, you know, um, uh, the one thing about our, our one, our company CGI is that we're technology agnostic. So there's, 
Um, so we're not specifically a Microsoft shop, even though we are a Microsoft Gold partner. But, you know, among others, you know, our teams are so diverse. And so we don't have like full teams of CRM. And 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 so, you know, um, I, I'd find at times, you know, maybe I'd be telling people, sharing a lot of my knowledge with other people, but maybe they didn't seem necessarily as interested just because not everyone's, you know, is all about CRM and Microsoft at that. So uh, the user groups is actually a really nice self outlet because again, it's with people with, that are like-minded that specifically like working with Power Platform and Microsoft. So I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Yeah. So good. So good. Any advice that you'd give to uh, other people, you know, aspiring to become an MVP? Yes. I, I say the best, uh, the best way to go about it is not, not to focus too much on the award. I mean, if, if you need to find something that, um, you know, appeals to you, right. Uh, there's many ways to contribute, you know, blogging again, that's something that I've, I've never been comfortable necessarily with. I've maybe it's something I'll get into, but, um, whether it's doing, uh, speaking or even just help organizing it, it's, you have to, it has to be something that you like doing, um, right? Because if you're just doing it for the award, I think that, you know, um, it'll, it'll be hard to maintain that and, and as a means to, you know, like, like an, to an end goal, right? And I mean, once you hit that, that MVP and achieve it, then it's like, well, what then, right? So, I mean, you know, it's hard to get, if you're not getting fulfillment out of the, the journey, then the the award I think is 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 will would lose meaning very quickly to those people. Totally, totally. Well, I always like to wrap up with some quick fire questions. Are you uh, ready for yours? All right, let's do it. Okay, are you a cat or a dog person? Dog, absolutely. Okay, what's an important truth that very few people agree with you on? Ooh, that's deep, right? That is deep. <laughs> um, oh man. Can we can we can we circle back to that one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last one. What do you regret not doing when you were younger? Hmm, I think um, I think actually going or continuing with continuing my um, competitive swimming journey. I actually used to be a competitive swimmer when I was swimmer when I was younger, and I used to actually be like top uh, top of my region sort of thing. And I probably if I had kept at it, I could have got gone to the Olympics, but I, I just, I kind of lost touch with it after a while. And I just kind of I quit and I kind of do regret that in some degree. I, Cause I do think as a really competitive person, I, I could have gotten there, but you know, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mark. Uh, I really appreciate you, uh, you having me and I'm uh, really big fan of the show. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you'd like the show and you want to be a supporter, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and stay safe out there. See you next time.